Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, your spurs. Hello, and welcome to Echoes of Glory. I'm ASD. I'm Jack. How are you doing, mate? It's been a while. It has. I've been, uh, I haven't been away. I've just been working myself like a dog for the last uh, four <laughs> or five weeks. And uh, I've just thought I'd time it, you know, when we get a cracking win and everything's back and we're all oh, happy well. again. I thought, you know, I'll be able to bring everyone crashing back down with some pessimism. So, uh, yeah, here I am. Oh, you're the positive one. <laughs> mate, I've, before we start, I've had two brilliant things happen to me recently. So, someone has been using my email address for Uber in Australia and it's been brilliant. doing my head in. So, I keep brilliant. on getting receipts for this Alicia and nothing else like i've tried email like but who do you email i can't email myself because mm. i'm me and maybe you should and you should say hi alicia hi, if you're reading alicia. this <laughs> this is you <laughs> please stop using my email address <laughs> but she used my email address for her solicitor when she's buying a house in australia oh no <laughs> so i replied hi uh i'm not alicia um can you tell her that she keeps on using my email wrong like i don't mind but she keeps on going to brothels in australia do you mind please stop him <laughs> and i got a reply from a solicitor Actually, i just wanted to make sure she's doing all right um and the solicitor <laughs> said hi mr spurridors thank you very much for email please could you delete the previous email because he had like legal documents on yeah. it and stuff brilliant yeah, and the great. second one is m uh works uh, she's a copywriter for a very big company now and every every week she comes with like a word that they don't have in English but is in another language you know there's always like there's a word for this in Japanese or German and so she does that and she likes them her boss then has been using this and she, he made up a word called hirikiri and he said that there's this thing in Japanese called hirikiri which is just like not buying online stuff and he told his wife that and he, she, he's like maybe we should practice some hirikiri so he's been st he's lied to his wife to stop her buying, <laughs> buying <stuff. laughs> that's great it's good that's isn't it? great people <sighs> make me die they really do people are brilliant mate yeah um talking of brilliant that was a nice segue uh we just beat Newcastle 4-1 I didn't think we were going to beat them that badly like and tell you what's annoyed me is all the reports you know are depleted a really depleted Newcastle uh, really been suffering we're depleted we didn't get that praise or that that excuse for the last five games so that's really irritated me they but we battered them like we properly oh, took them to the sword it, it was a cracking performance but we needed it let's face it because in the week against West Ham um that was tough that was a tough one to take just because um it's always difficult when you lose a derby and like I think for us our expectations have just massively accelerated right under Ange because we if, you know in the summer when we spoke we all just said we don't expect much really if we can fight for European spaces you know and enjoy going again we'll all be buzzing with that and it's been amazing the start to the season um so I think people have been feeling a bit frustrated especially with the home form you know to lose three on the bounce at home is is always tough to take um so they, we really needed a reaction I think I think today against Newcastle and boy did he get it I mean I always talk I feel like I always talk about intensity but that was relentless in that first hour was absolutely relentless and we must have been horrible to play against and that's such a compliment like we just did not stop at all um there are a few players that I thought were, were particularly good but I just think when you bring Saar into that midfield I was about to say yeah he doesn't bring the sort of you know he's, he's not particularly easy on the eye 
You know, he doesn't do stuff technically, makes you go, quite it's amazing. But everything he does is quick and he's such a direct midfielder. Um, and I just think having him in there with Basuma versus, you know, in the week it was Basuma, Lacelso, Hoybier, and I just, I just think you've got three players in there that slow the game down. I mean, I'm not a big Lacelso fan. I think he takes too many touches when he plays and the tempo drops. And I think it's difficult to have intensity with the ball with him. Um, I just think Saar just brings that in abundance. Like with and without the ball, he hurries, he wins it back. He covers so much ground. He must, he must be for all the other midfielders, just a joy to play with. Um, because he's basically the one that is doing all of the dirty work for for the rest of them to free up the likes of Kulazewski, Johnson. I mean, we'll talk about the wingers in a minute because it was interesting to see where they lined up today. But um, I just think Saab brings so much intensity to the midfield. And like when ultimately that is what our style is, um, I think we really feel it when he's not there. And like as an individual, I, like, so I don't think he's the best midfielder at the club. I don't think he's a well-beater. But I just think what he brings to this system is really, really important. And if you look back at some of the more successful sides the last five, ten years, they've all had a player like that that you think, is he is he actually that good? But then when he's not in the team, I think of like Wijnaldum in the Liverpool side. As an individual, was, it, was he that great? But like as soon as he was taken out of that great Liverpool side, they really struggled. And I just think Saar is that kind of player that just sort of brings the midfield and it brings everything together quite nicely. Um, and it was another cracking performance from him. And, you know, with that in mind, like I thought we saw the best of Basuma again today, who's probably struggled the last four or five games he's played. And um, I know he's, he missed a few, um, but I just think those two really complement each other. And it was great to see them back as a partnership and just great to see us. You know, we just, you know, you obviously got all the stats in the world, but you know, stats never tell you about the feel of a game. And like against West Ham in the second half, I didn't. It didn't feel like we were going to score. Today, it felt like every time we went forward, this is we're going to score. Um, and I think that that just comes down to the the intensity and a bit more decisiveness when we got up into the final third. But it was it's a joy to watch. You know, like it's just amazing. the way we play is it's amazing, it's, isn't it? It's, it's, amazing. it's such good football. It's it's worth doing thirteen years podcasting just to just to see this now. It's so joyful. You made a lot of points there. Saar, I think there's a real subtle difference in between having Saar and Basuma, like you've already mentioned, but then having Johnson and Son as the wide players with Kulusevski in the middle. Because we're slow in that just outside their box. We don't need to be fast there, but we are so quick down the sides and then in around the centre circle. Like Poro and Udogi are fantastic for the system. Like there's no other fullback I want for that. Sar and Basuma just do a the perfect job there. And I was just thinking about, you know, we, we talked about it before about the Zidane said when they sold Makaleli, uh, when Real Madrid sold Makaleli and replaced him with Beckham, they said, why put another layer of gold paint on the Bentley when you're losing the entire engine? Every team has a spine. Every great team has a spine. And it, he makes me think of N'Golo Kante at Leicester, like how important he was there. Like he does the running. I think he's got a little bit more about him creatively than Kante. But it must be such a blessing for Basuma who, can, who just frees himself up because Sars behind him. And then I think I thought Sun was unplayable today. Absolutely unplayable. He was, that that was from Sun today sensational. Absolutely sensational. He he was doing the the tactical sort of understanding and direction that would obviously come from the manager. Uh, we saw Sun do stuff today that we probably haven't seen him do for years at Spurs, which was there were points in that first half where he was a winger. He was on the touchline and he was mm. receiving the ball. And he was he put a couple of unbelievable crosses in, which Richarlison just couldn't get in on the end um, of. And he got the ball and he went one one v one against Trippio. Let's face it, when Sonny's on that type of form, 
there aren't many fullbacks that that can cope with that. Like he's an elite player, um, and you know, I know Trippier was obviously getting quite a lot of stick, but I, I, the part of me that was like, when Son's doing this, like, what do you want to do? Yeah, there's only so much you can really do. Um, it was an, a real good performance from Son on on that left hand side. Um, I was quite surprised to be honest when we lined up and he was out there and Richarlison was through the middle. Well, that's an interesting one, but you know, he caused them so many problems. He's just, he was so smart some with his play because he was a winger for the first sort of 20 minutes. And then when that naturally created a bit of space for him, then he started making those runs inside and linking the play. And it was a phenomenal performance from him. I thought that to be honest, the front three, I'm not Richarlison's biggest fan, but he worked his socks off again up there. Um, he's not he's not the best in front of goal. Again, he's not the easiest on the eyes. He reminds me so much of Darwin Nunes of Liverpool. I think those two, they're so similar um, that they must be a bit awkward, uncomfortable to play against. And technically, they're far from polished. But um, he got the job done today, took his goals well. Goals, yeah. um, I, I just thought that we just looked, we looked electric in the, in the final third. Whereas I thought in the week against West Ham, it felt a little bit laboured and a little bit like, mm, I'm not quite sure. Maybe we were overthinking stuff. Whereas today, it was just felt like they played on instinct. Yeah, I think that was, they had just had the space. West Ham would set up to defend, right? And it, we had slightly different midfield. And I think that was always going to happen. Whereas Newcastle naturally play out. They are injured and they are knackered. So I think that was always going to happen. Sonny, most Premier League assist press now of all time. He's Imagine. gone ahead of Christian Eriksen. And he's now only the seventh player to score 10 plus Premier League goals in eight successive seasons I mean if you look at the names he's up with Rooney, Lampard, Aguero, Kane, Henri and Mane he's one of the all-time Premier League greats now yeah one of the all-time greats I just Um, think with him now when we watch Sun the the different types of performances that he can put in that that's a real elite player he can lead the line like he did against City you know and be the number nine and hold the ball up and link it today he was a winger you know he can play sort of that almost that number 10 role where he floats like he can do everything you'd want out of an attacker in any of the three sort of front three spaces and that that's the sign of a proper proper player is um I want to give a shout out to Ben Davis because well. I think he's done well since he's come back in ASD to be honest that's what I'm saying he's just Mr Dependable I think we we he may be slightly underrated because he's been with us for nearly 10 years now but 216 appearances for us he's he's been solid for us at centre-back stepping in I mean Romero needs to calm down a bit he had the, the great start and now he should have been sent off today I thought like oh I really God. did yeah just stupid 4-0 up don't stamp on the the guy's ankle it's really frustrating me at the moment. He, there's, I thought he had it. I thought that, you know, getting the vice captaincy, he matured in. It's like having a baby, like makes people calm down a bit. But he's done a few stupid things recently. But he doesn't, he absolutely does not it. need to do. It, that would have um, been a four, that would have been a four game ban, by the way, if he'd have done that. Which would have just been, because that would have been his second violent conduct dismissal in a matter of games that, that like that would have just been you just think wouldn't you with all of the centre-back problems we've got like you said the point of the where we were in that game what are you doing don't do that what are you doing could Kudasevsky as well through the middle I, I I've flipped back onto him now I think like he's just he he just connects everything he's too one-footed he really irritated me against West Ham he was taking too many touches it's so easy to defend against but I thought today he was really, really, really good. And to be fair, he was good against West Ham. He just it wasn't quick enough. But I thought he was. Re- to be honest, though, we could go through all of these players. I thought Porro was brilliant. He just he's just assisting, 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 so assisting. Porro, I, I, I genuinely I think Porro is the most improved player in the Premier League this season. 
out of any, any club, I think he's the one that's improved the most. Uh, last season, you know, I, I spoke about it quite openly on the pod. I really thought, what have we bought here? Yeah. Like, I just could not see it at all with him. I didn't think that he was good enough defensively. Going forward, he had sort of streaks of brilliance, but I was like, I just don't know what we've bought there. He he has been brilliant this season. You know, playing a, a role that requires him to defend 1v1, be aggressive, you know, technically take the ball in really, really uncomfortable and awkward positions. And he's thriving. And I just think Poro on one side and, and Destiny Doggy on the other, like what, what what a pair of fullbacks we've got again. And it's like Suddenly. that, that it's from nowhere, right? From nowhere, where nowhere. we were saying, you know, last season when we were saying like we had, you know, Davis, Regulon, Emerson, you're thinking like fullbacks are a real sort of problem for us. Now it's like you'd say that's one of our biggest strengths is, you know, is those two. Massively, massively. And we, we bought a doggy and he was we sent him back out on loan, which suggests that, you know, he's one for the future. But suddenly he's come back. He's come to us after his year on loan. It's, it's the club he was bought, he was playing at. He's world class. Well, he's made a stupid error, but with the position he was in, in the middle, he was nutmegging people in the middle and then passed out to send. And then he was in the middle of the box. He's doing, he's playing Jack Grealish's role. It's, it's, he, it's insane what that man is doing. He is, he honestly, he's one of the best fullbacks that I've seen for a long time. And he's it's, it's, it's mad, isn't it? It's absolutely it's, mad. It's insane. So but those good... two, those two for me, like, I just, what a pair. And I think the work they've done with Porro, I can't think in the whole Premier League of a player more improved than Porro because he's gone from an absolute liability. Like when I used to see his name in the team sheet, I'd think, oh, really? Mm. Um, to the point, even last season, I preferred Emerson in there to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. And I think most of us did. To now, it's like, you know, if, if I was to say you can swap him for any right back in the league, I don't know if we would. No. Well, I think he, he's really benefited from the system, isn't he? Yeah. But, even so, last year we was like, he can't defend, he can't really attack. What's he doing? What is he? But, yeah. but I think his 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 playing was he had to keep on the touchline, didn't he last time? And it's true restrictive for him. Because now he's just given the freedom of the pitch. Basically, we play two at the back, and he's just yeah. given the freedom of the the pitch. I can't wait for Mickey Van der Ven, and I cannot wait for Madsen. I think we would have beaten West Ham if we had Madsen back, you know. I just think I think Van de Ven, honestly, uh, like we've really as good as well as Davis has done since he's come in. We miss him so much, like for his distribution out from the back, that sort of that. I like I do like Ben Davis, but like Van de Ven, like he dominates the box, doesn't he? Like we, I feel like we've not had a commanding centre back, like like physically, like you'd think like you know if the ball goes into the box and he's you know it's Haaland, I back Van de Ven to just go through and win it, like. And Davis is, you know, good at what he does, but that just sort of power, I think that the back line lacks that still without without him. I mean, I don't think Romero is necessarily a commanding centre-back, oh. but I think Van der Ven really is. And I think getting him back, well, you can see it, right? We're slowly getting players back. Udogi's come back, Basuma's come back in, Saar today. Like, the squad is slowly building itself back up again. Um, and I... I think we're, we're leaving ourselves in a really, really good position for the second half of the season. Because if you think Van der Ven and Madison to come back, um, league and, and potentially a, you know an FA Cup run, because we're pretty favourable FA Cup draw, right? Yeah, Burnley at home. Sure. Um, I think if we can just hang on to that top four, what are we sort of four points behind it at the moment? Is that is that about right? Um, we're top four. We're only three points behind. That's what I mean. So if 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 we can be within sort of five, six points with like, 
nine, ten games to go, I, I think we're, we've got a really, really good chance because we won't have any any other distractions. We won't be thinking about Europe or anything like that. So I think we'd, if we just hang on in there in this period where we are sort of shorter players, we'll you know we'll come good again second half of the season. That's it. And like it's been a bad period, those five games we haven't won. But if you'd said to me before these three games, even at the start of the season, City, West Ham, Newcastle, would you take win one, draw one, lose one? You take that. Mm. No and problem. I, th- I, th- I think I think it's just all about again, isn't it, keeping the perspective that this is our first season with Ange, and like you look at Pep, Klopp, Arteta, or the, all of them, their their first season, it takes a bit of time. It it took time with Poch. The only sort yeah. of in, instant one we really had was Redknapp, right? Everyone else, it sort of took us a little bit of time to get going because it's new ways of playing, you know, all of that stuff. Um, so I think it's important to remember that and. As well, remember the fact that we we lost our greatest ever player in the summer without replacing him. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's, it, it, and I think I do think everybody has just sort of forgotten that. And, and it's in the summer, everyone was saying Spurs are going to struggle to finish in the top half. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's important to remember all of that stuff. And I'm sure you'll be able to tell us what we all said in our pre-season predictions. But I don't think any of us was sort of saying we'll definitely we'll be in the top three. We'll be, you know, like. It, I don't think any of us really expected that. So we've just got to remember that. I think when we do have a little bit of dip, dip of, you know, results or form, which is frustrating and it always hurts when you lose the derby. I think that, that that's why this week it's been worse because it was West Ham. If yeah, we'd have it. lost, if we'd have lost at home to Bournemouth 2-1 and it was the same game, I don't think people would have been, you know, quite as upset with it. But the derby yeah. always hurts a little bit more. Hey, the one for me is just compare it to Chelsea because Chelsea came in with a manager who should be able to turn things around, work with the players that they've got now. Chelsea are in 12th and they have got um, 39 points from 39 games, I think, which is the fewest ever from an evergreen, ever present Premier League team like that. They're a poor team now. I can't believe he's not under more pressure, Pochettino. This is what I'm saying. They spent billions. I can't believe it. He wants another window now. I was after the game today where they've just been spent. He's like, let's get a January window. But he's going to have to sell everybody. But there yeah, is so, something going on. Like they, they are surely, they surely have a transfer ban looming, Chelsea, surely. Massively. Well, they're, they're Which is why the they've got all now. those young players, right? Like, yeah, because yeah. they'll get a ban and they, like, they can work with what they've got. But I can't believe that more is not being made about him. Like, if you think about, like, the pressure and the publicity that Ten Hag is getting for at United... Like they're, you know, United are only a win from the top four, really, aren't that? Still, they really which are. feels mad. But Chelsea, just no one seems to be. I can't get my head around it. Well, they keep on buying. What was the name of their centre back that they bought last season? And that didn't they sell him in the summer? He scored against us in like the first game of the season. Um, oh, what was his name? Oh, I can't remember. Arrivals. Let's have a look. Koulibaly. Oh yeah, and he was meant to be the one of the best. Yeah, like he was poor, wasn't he? And he was poor, and then they've got this broya who everybody seems to love, but and he can't get a game. Like I just, I, I, I don't understand what's going on with Chelsea. Um, but I'm very happy with what's going on at Tottenham. We're only three points ahead of United. We're only three points behind City, which is crazy. We already lost two, um, few games in Liverpool and Arsenal, right? And Villa, Villa are on a, a crazy run right. as well. They are. They are. They look. They look good, Villa. You know what they've they've just made Villa Park, haven't they? A, 
a really tough away ground again for everybody. It's 15 on the bounce, haven't they? They've won at home. Yeah, and you crazy. just, you sort of, when you hear stats like that, you have to say, you know what, fair play to you. Because, you know, what, you know what I like about Villa is they don't have a superstar. No. They're just a good team, you know, good manager, good team. Like they're all willing to sort of, you know, put a shift in and fight for each other. And you know, you've got Ollie Watkins up the top end of the pitch. He knows how to stick the ball in the back of the net. They're just, they're just a good team. Um, yeah. I, I think they'll be right in the mix, Villa, for Champions League this season. I think they'll be right in there. Right then, if who if we lost a player now from our team who isn't already out, who is the biggest loss? Do you think of this current team? Or um, at the moment, I'd I'd say it's probably between Sun, just because of what he brings he in the is. final, in, yeah. the, you know, up that that right, top end of the pitch, and and the goalkeeper. That's exactly what I was thinking. We lose Vicario, you know, you know. Forster's a great back. Like, I reckon Forster is almost the perfect number two because it's like he's been there, he's done that. If he does get thrown in, he ain't going to phase him. He knows what he is. Do you know what I mean? He's he's at the tail end of his career, so he's not trying to fight his way into the side. I think he's perfect. Um, and he did well last season when he came in, but that would be a big, big drop off again. It would be. I I, I, I couldn't agree more. We lost a lot with the fullbacks, didn't we? I think left back would be yeah. because Davis would go there, and we don't want that. No, nothing against Ben Davis, but the the drop off from Udogi to Ben Davis yeah. is, is quite and we significant. knew this right at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah. We said the first eleven looks great. We might be able to survive if we were without one or two, but you know, as soon as you'd lose four or five of them, yeah, unfortunately, like you just not when you've not got the personnel. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, we have Nottingham Forest next. Friday night football, isn't it? Friday night football, which is lovely. Um, should be a win. I know they're they're not awful at the moment, but we should we need to be back to beating. Yeah, the team like it, this. it it should be. They're a funny team, like they really are. They're very hit and miss, and you never quite know what Forest are going to turn up. Um, That's it. They're they're under a like Steve Cooper's under a lot of pressure at the moment, isn't he? So they haven't won in ages. Actually, looking at it, so they drew against Wolves, lost five. Nil to Fulham, lost to Everton, lost to Brighton, lost to West Ham, but then they beat Villa. That's what I mean. They've like they've got that, they have that rogue result in them. Um, I think you know he's under a bit he's under pressure, a lot of pressure at the moment. But like they're five points clear of the relegation zone, and I'm a little bit like, what 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 are they expecting him to be doing there? Like <laughs> they can't be expecting him to sort of be comfortably in mid table to, like, or, or maybe that maybe they are I'm not sure but they have only won three games this season so that you know that might be the thing you've got to, you've got to back us to go there and win right you have to yeah City Ground you assume will be rocking it feels very cliche but they need to do something they know we can be got at I guess but I I can't think of anyone who I'm scared of obviously Necker Williams is there but I know I'm, I'm a huge fan but he's not that dangerous and oh, we do need to talk about Johnson um hopefully be... hopefully this will be the game for Johnson right to you know yeah. get on the score sheet I was actually speaking to uh, Mr El Senior about Johnson the other day because yeah. um he was really frustrated with him after the West Ham game which I understood I think there's a really really good player there um it just the the output just hasn't clicked like he has everything else right like technically he's fantastic takes up great positions lightning quick works hard he's got everything apart from those goals and assists which you would always say for an attacker that's the most important thing but there there feels like there is 
a real rawness to him that with a bit of coaching and development and game time, there could be a really, really good player in there. I'm not saying he's going to go on to sort of, you know, be the the same level of some of the top sort of wide men that you see in the league at the moment. But I think if that clicks, we've got a really, really good player there. He looks yeah, way yeah. more, com- he does look way more comfortable playing on the right though, doesn't he? Right that's side, the, yeah. that's the issue. But the problem we've got is that's also where Kulazewski's most of the time at his best. Um, so that's a tough one to just try and figure out what do we do there. Maybe at the moment it's a bit easier for Ange because he can say, well, with all the injuries, I've got to play Kulu in the middle. So actually, yeah, Johnson, yeah. you can go and play on the right. But um, there, there is a, there's a good player there. I think we've just got to be patient with him. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think his shooting needs work. I mean, it's, it's a bit like Sun was, right? Like rapid. Absolutely. There's a player in there. I think he has been brought in specifically to be Sun's replacement at some point. Because Sun, you can't replace Sun as in the player who can play left, right and centre and be left footed and right footed. You can't replace him in the same way you can't replace Harry Kane. So you have to go back to basic. What was Sun brought in as sort of an attacking wide player? Right, that's what Johnson's been brought in to do. And let's see how he evolves into that position. So, yeah, I... I agree. I, I like, but I, I like, I like that in our attack now we've sort of got that sort of blister in pace, and mm. I, I do think that any side you, you need you need that type of option up front just to change the game. And it's like if you yeah, look yeah. again, you look around all the top teams like City have basically gone out and done that buying Doku, didn't they? Who look like he looks phenomenal. Like Liverpool have always had a pace front for Arsenal. Have got all the top teams have sort of always had that lightning quick player that can just come on and change a game and do something a bit unpredictable. So I, th- I think for Johnson, I'm, I'm quite calm about him. I, qu- I quite enjoy watching him play. He feels like yeah. a bit of a throwback winger, you know, especially when he's yeah. on that right-hand side. I would love to sit, get a like FIFA and play Spurs against Spurs. Spurs with a high line, but against Johnson, Porro, Udogi, yeah. Son. It'd be brilliant to see. Yeah. All right, mate, I've got a bunch of players up here with, and I think I've probably done some of these before, but I'm just going to give you the teams and because uh, cool. you're good at this. Uh, Annoyingly good, to be fair. I'll just uh, so, Google it when you read them out. That's all I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just got um, Alexa on in the background. Right then, the first team started at Dinamo Zagreb, Hadjik Split, Portsmouth, Tottenham, Kiev, QPR, New York oh, Cosmos, Rangers. Crancher. Crancher. Strong. Lovely player. Lovely yeah. player. The reason I started with him is he reminds me of Davis in the sense of Crancher knew he wasn't ahead of Modric or Van der Vaart, but was always just there, happy to be on the bench and come on, score against, he scored two against Birmingham, didn't he, last day of the season? Tec- technically, as well, he was, because, I mean, it, him, he couldn't move either. None of the Croats that we've ever had really can, can move, <laughs> but, like, technically, he was just wonderful. And I remember that, that period where we had Koluka at, at right back, Modric sort of on the right, in yeah. the centre, Crancher on the right, and they just had triangles, didn't they? That they just yeah, used to yeah. play, and like you, you play out from the back, and they just work all the way up the pitch. It was a yeah, great time, a joy. And Pletico's on the bench, just getting more and more pissed off. Uh, he was right. just their mate. To He's keep just their happy. mate. That's <laughs> all he was there for. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur, Schalke, Schalke two, Newcastle, Angers, and he's currently playing for Lille. Oh. So he actually went to Schalke from Tottenham on loan. Benteleb. Was Benteleb. I forgot he went back to Newcastle. Yeah. We had high hopes for him, uh, genuinely. But we did we got quite a lot of money for him, didn't we, at the time? Yeah, we got... 10 mil or something like that, was it? And like back when that was, you know, a decent amount of money. He he was all... I mean, he provided the um, the cross for 
What's Kane's the saying? Header. What did you say? You had the keys to North London. Do what you want. But apparently he always had a massive crew with him wherever he went. Mm. Wherever he went. And you could tell it was just a, a problem. And he's had I was at his debut. Problems. I was at his debut. Southampton away. Oh, are you? Tim Sherwood's first game for us Ooh. as interim boss. And um, we played Dembele. We played, obviously, 4-4-2, obviously. And it was uh, Ericsson and Dembele centre midfield. Um, Sigurdsson off the left, Lamella off the right. It was pretty lightweight midfield. And Dembele got injured after about 20 minutes. And um, rather than put, I think we still had Sandro at the time, he just put Bentaleb in and everyone was everyone in the away end was like, who the hell is who? this kid coming on? And um, he was great and he just stayed in the team. He, he was very, he was a tidy player. We we yeah, made was. a few really tidy players at that time, didn't we? Yeah. He feels a bit Harry Winks, like, like yeah. we just are yeah. very focused on that. All right then. Olympia, I don't know. I can find out where they're from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he went to Birmingham City on loan. So Olympia, okay, I'll give it away. So Olympia, um, Birmingham City on loan, then Wigan, Tottenham, Stoke, Miami, Palacios, Palacios Olympia, Palacios. What, what gave it away? Tottenham to Stoke. Uh, I had it when you said Wigan. I was like, we haven't we haven't signed that many from Wigan. Oh, that is true. Um, so he scored one goal for us, and I cannot remember it at all. Away at Hull in a 5-1 victory at the start of the season, I think, if I remember rightly. It doesn't say on the thing. I think Defoe scored a hat-trick. Plastic. Yeah, I'm almost, I'm almost certain. I was a big fan of him. He was, really he was, he was good, wasn't he? he was, that position, we just like slowly sort of upgraded, upgraded what that, what that yeah. position could do you know to the point where we finished with Dembele and that was sort of like the peak do you know what I mean of that Wait, difference there, so, was it? so Zakora, Palacios, Sandro, Parker, Parker. Dembele, Dembele. Yeah. so slowly got better with a little dip with Sandro but it slowly uh it slowly got better each time um <laughs> no he was good I, I listened in the week I don't know if you listen do you listen to Ben Foster's podcast no um, it's it's pretty good. He like he has ex players, managers, all yeah. of that on. It's quite good. And um, he was talking um to Tony Pulis on one of his. I'm a massive Pulis fan. No, he's a bit Pulis, yeah. footballing dinosaur, but I'm big big fan of Tony Pulis. And he was talking about um Glenn Whelan, who was the sort of you know the Irish yeah. midfielder that he had um been around a bit, hadn't he? And he said that for the eight or nine seasons, whatever he was at Stoke, he said every summer he signed a, a midfielder to replace Glenn Whelan. And he said in October, November, Glenn Whelan would be back in ahead of them. And he gave the Palacios example. He's like, we signed Palacios from Spurs and we're like, he's better than Whelan in every single department. So we'll, you know, we'll play him. And he had a few injuries and got suspended. And then he said every year, Whelan would just get better, better and better. And he'd be like, this guy's like 33, 34, 35. How's he getting better and better each season? And just how he managed to keep his place. But it was a good listen. I love Tony Pulis. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for him. Right then, Rangers, Tottenham, Sunderland, Villa, Forest, Mallorca, Bolton. Oh, Rangers. Say that again. Rangers, Tottenham. Sunderland, on loan. Oh, Alan Hutton. Alan Hutton. Mallorca. That's it. Mallorca. Mallorca. Scottish Cafu. What a weird move that was. I mean, he just had a massive. He just played seventeen times for Mallorca and had a great time. He's again, great for Rangers. I, I was I was at his debut again for Spurs, which was against United at home, and I think we drew nil nil. And he marked Ronaldo, and we were like, "Who is this right?" He looked he looked great for those first few games, right. but 
I think he was one that just didn't suit how we played at the time. He no, he was in our Champions League squad though. I remember mm. him starting. Um, but he was always battling with Walker. He battled with Walker for a while, yeah. didn't he? And then yeah, just yeah. a bit of a wrong one. Mm. Um, <laughs> Hakka, Auxerre, Tottenham, Sunderland again, Birmingham City, Ajax, New York Red Bulls, HJK. Which is Helsing, Jalkapalo, Kulubi. Let me tell you again, Hacker, who FC Hacker, mm-hmm. uh, from the industrial town of Valkyoxi, Auxerre in France, Tottenham, Sunderland, Birmingham on loan from us, uh, from Sunderland, Ajax, New York Red Bulls. We play 42 times, HJK. Oh, this one might have me stumped, you know. Auxerre. Yeah, that is not a good clue. Is it not? Tottenham mm-hmm. to Sunderland. Because we, we had that period. Is it Timu Tainio? It is Timu Yes. Tainio. You know what? Because we had that period where we sold about five players to Sunderland. Yeah, we? We did. Like yeah, we did. Tainio, Malbronk, Chimbonda. Yeah. There was loads was of them that went up there, didn't they? And you just thought, why do they keep buying players <laughs> not very good? Did he scored in that West Ham game, didn't he? Tainio. Tainio. Yeah, Lennon got, passed it to him, didn't he? He got the equaliser for two all. That's it. Yeah. That's it. He was Legend. quite a great moment in the Carling Cup final against Chelsea. With the throw-in. With the throw-in points to the score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the last time we won anything. Enjoy your moment. Like Enjoy your moment. Uh, West Ham United. Swindon on loan. He's one of the Swindon lot. Birmingham City. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur, Man United. Go on, West Ham, Tottenham, Man United. Oh, uh, Michael Carrick. Michael Carrick. And no, Swindon on loan. I suppose that would have been early doors, wouldn't it? Yeah. What a player Carrick was. What he was a, a great. He is a great player. But, you know, if he was, if he was around now, he'd be. Do you know what I mean? He'd, yeah, what a player. But to be fair with him, he won loads of stuff at United. He at, did. Like unsung he hero. He played at the right time at mm. Man United. Yeah, unsung hero. He was properly good, that boy. Criminally underrated for uh, England, like in terms of the caps he got. He, just didn't, he never played for England, did he? But who's he going to get ahead of? Like when you got Lampard, Gerard, Scholes, he's just not going to get yeah. ahead of those three. Har- Hargreaves. Yeah. yeah. If, only, if only we had a manager that was like, maybe we need a bit of balance in midfield. <laughs> yeah. Right then. Leeds, Tottenham, Blackburn, Burnley. It's the last one. Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson. Love Paul Robinson. Robbo. Robbo. 2008 goalkeeper. He also, there's a brilliant bit, and it's in what I think it's in Ledley's testimonial where he's gone to get the ball from like the advertising boards by the crowd, and someone shouts, Give us a song, Robbo. And I think it's, oh no, I think it's Stand Up If You Ain't Arsenal, but it's it's yeah. a good song, you know. There's a, there's a video, is there not on YouTube of it? Yeah, that's that's where I think, yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. what the song is. He, um, he did a great, um, episode of the Spurs podcast, you know, off the shelf, the actual Spurs one that Michael Dawson does. That's a um, great podcast. Um, they did one with Robbo a couple of weeks ago. It's brilliant. Listen, absolutely brilliant. I didn't know that when we signed him, we were meant to get him the January before. Um, it was when Leeds were having their fire sale, you know, and they were in trouble and yeah, having to get rid of They'd agreed it all. And then um, basically like Leeds pulled it last minute because um, I think it, I think it was classic Levy. Um, so I think Leeds pulled it last minute, and then we went back in, in the summer to get him. But he, he's one of my favourite goalkeepers. 
Well, you don't see been... many goalkeepers. I was thinking about this. You don't see many goalkeepers because I've only seen Friedel, uh, Gomez. Cudicini for a bit. Cudicini for a bit. Yeah, some of the backup ones. And now um, yeah. Vicario. Like, that's six. Yeah. I, I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think. Which is it's quite funny because obviously I'm labelled as a goalkeeper hater on this uh, on this podcast. Last season. But, um, Last season. But, um, because of me. Actually, some of the goalkeepers <laughs> that I've seen... I I loved them. Like I think Neil Sullivan was one of my early. He was a great goalkeeper, Neil Sullivan. Um, but he unfortunately went and joined Chelsea. Um, Casey Keller was atrocious. That yeah. was a real bad. And then I think and then I think it was Robbo that then came in at that period. But he was brilliant. I absolutely I loved watching him. I thought he was real top keeper. Um, another one like if he was playing now, he's probably not the best shot stopper in the world. But like he used to get assists back in the day. Um, so, like, if he was playing now, I actually think he would be quite a highly sought-after keeper. Yeah. Um, that's it. I only got two more points. Anana, I, I mean, what I let off not buying him was, I mean, because we were in He's the running terrible. for him. He is a terrible keeper. And people are like, oh, you know, we all fit in. He, these are just a couple of mistakes. It's every game. You know what? United have to say we've got that wrong. And in January, Ramsdale, surely. Surely, Wait. that would be you know. Arsenal would that... never sell sell it no to them, would they? Well, I mean, they like doing business with Chelsea, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Can we talk about United for a minute, though? Because hours. what is going on? Like, are they? Are they just? Will we ever? Do we genuinely think see them ever get back to anywhere near it? Because. He's gonna get he's gonna get sacked this season, Ten Hag. It's just it's it's just when he he will not be there at the end of the season, and then the next manager will come in. They'll spend a load in the summer. They'll have a a, a positive year next year, and and the same thing will happen. And it's like when how do they break that cycle that they're in? Because they've had I'm not a massive Ten Hag fan, but they have had good managers. Do you know what I mean? Like Ten Hag's all right, but they've had Louis Van Gaal, Mourinho. They're not bad managers. Do you know what I mean? These managers that have yeah, achieved, have you know, and they just can't seem to break it. And I'm a little bit like, what do they do? Yeah. Well, what well, I mean, the debt that that team is under yeah. I mean, is n- nearly half a billion now. When they took over, it was about 20 million in debt. So the Glazers are rinsing that team. Like they've got yeah. a stadium falling down. So that that's dreadful. Aging squad. Aging squad. Was the agent squad then? Um, but uh, so I've started mentoring in the. I haven't talked about this. I've started mentoring in the uh, local area, right? And um, a guy called Jamie. And I said to him, "Do you remember the McDonald's promotion where they used to put cash money, cash in straws? Uh, you might not remember it, but they used to put fives, tens, twenties, and fifties mm. in the straws. So you could go in, ask for a straw, and you might get cash in it." And I, he was like, when was this? And I was like, oh, I don't know. It was when I was working this, about 2003, 2004. He said, I wasn't alive. Which made me feel super old. But the point there is, is Man United have not been a big team for mm. living memory, really. Like for, not living memory, but you know what I mean? Like they haven't been one of the great teams for a very long time. If they didn't have the class of 92 on Sky all the time and on podcasts all the time, if, if it, we just went back to... When was the last time they grabbed? Like, I'm looking at them now. Ten Hag, they haven't done much. Ragnac, who got himself out of there, didn't want to be there. Got Ligan Associate, 
had a bit of a peak, but he then dropped off. He actually did a fairly good job, Solskjaer. Right. Like, didn't they finish second and third, and they might yeah, yeah, uh, win an it. FA Cup or something? Like, that's pretty. It's a pretty good period. Yeah, but mate, the Ferguson was in charge for nearly thirty years. They've now lost as many games since 2013 last 10 as they did but Ferguson, since Ferguson's been there and you can't do that but do you know do you know what sorry I, I just think it's proof in any form of business or job it's not healthy f- to have someone working at a business for that long it's not healthy well Ferguson yeah but they but we literally they just had said that... they had a great they had a great time but then it's like after that like Ferguson is united do you that, know what I mean? Like this Man is United, Man United's gone, isn't it? Sorry, I jumped, sorry, but no, no, no. This just, is what, you, it. Just you're feels totally broke. Right. They've won a couple of league cups. They won the FA Cup in fifteen, sixteen, the Europa League in sixteen, seventeen. They haven't won the league since twenty thirteen. Like they're not a big team anymore. They are and, so far from winning the league. Like I just can't see like how they they're not even like starting to show they haven't shown even been a team that's like oh actually they it feels like they're getting there like maybe they're building they've just they've been a bit I just I think that that is finished that period like I I just don't know when that how that ever comes back I totally agree I I totally agree because they haven't got the money of City or Chelsea they're just gone And, and they no longer have the pull no, because you know, for sort of five or six years after Fergie, top players would still go there in their prime because it's United. Whereas, like now, if you young, like established players like James Madison, was he twenty five, twenty six? Maybe he's a little bit older than that. United has no pull anymore. No. Like well, it doesn't. I had, I had a bit of a moment, and I was watching all bail goals, just loads of different bail goals, because I don't know there was something that I just. I forgot how good he was, really, you mm. know. And so I went back to watch him. That goal he scored against Man United in when Ferguson was there, you know, when we won three two up there. Yeah. You forget how massive that was. That was like yeah. we haven't won there in twenty years or something. Now that you can't even imagine any club really where we would go. Oh, we haven't won there. Even yeah. Stamford Bridge in ten years, but mm. definitely not Man United. Man United. If you went to Old Trafford, you would you were lucky to come away with a draw when Fergie was there. Yeah. No like they would no chance. You would just expect to lose. And when they came to you, you were lucky to get a draw. Now, I'm disappointed if we don't beat them because you go, tactically, we should beat them. 1-11, I would take any of our players above them. And the fans are shit, which Fergie said anyway. So. Well, I remember ye- years ago, I think this is when we had that side of Modric, Bale, Defoe, Ledley at the back. Like, that really sort of, you know... That still feels like my that was my t- my yeah, yeah. my team. Yeah. And I remember we went up there to play them. Um, I think it was a night game, and they uh, they were hammered with injuries, and they were it was back in when pretty much everyone played four four two, and it was like they, their midfield was something like Raphael, Anderson, Cleverly, yeah. Giggs, and I looked at it and I was like, we've got Lennon, Parker, Modric, Bale. I was like, we've we've got them. We lost three nil, and like we didn't get a kick. And you like you looked to that and you thought. They're not even that good, but like they just knew how to just to win. win games. It was yeah. it was a really it was almost like he had a bit of a cheat code, Ferguson. And it was like, well, straight away, like you know, you just didn't ever get anything up there. And then you're watching yesterday, Bournemouth go there and win three nil. I watched that game. That that could have been it's not an exaggeration seven or eight nil. Right. And it I've never 
Yeah, it's just I just think that club's finished. It's it's done, and there was just and this is what annoys me about um, Roy Keane about how he goes on. Like, this is Man United. Man United is a, it was a, a period of history. His Man United now, and it, it just annoys me that people are thinking that they're below form. Actually, this is who they are now, and we we've just got to get yeah. Uh, yeah, used to it. Right. And actually, Kane. Do you remember when Kane went and he, he's you know in the interviews was like you know at Tottenham if you lost two games in a row you'd sort of be okay and hope you'd win the next but at Bayern even if you win by one or two nil it's mm. it's a massive disappointment they lost 5-1 to Frankfurt yesterday mm. drew nil nil with Copenhagen only beat Colin one nil so he needs to pipe down a little bit obviously he's doing really well <laughs> they're season. not top though they're not top they're second they're four points behind Leverkusen granted they've got a game in hand um Leverkusen though Xabi Alonso isn't it they're yeah, just yeah. I've just looked to flick the league table up. 14 games, 11 wins, three draws, no defeats, 39 goals scored. He is going to Liverpool this season or next season. I will bet all my money, and I don't know much, but all the money that that's where he's going. He'll have his pick of some big jobs, I'm sure. Like, where else did he play? Played at Real Madrid, didn't he, for a bit? Like, you know? Yeah, legend there. But it's Bayern Man United in the Champions League. Bayern have got 13 points. The Copenhagen Galatasaray have got five each, and they are playing each other. Massive game, that. And then United have got four. So they're almost definitely out. United, if by some miracle they win and the other two draw, they're through. But two teams on, um, on a bit of rough form. Even if they win that, it's just papering over the cracks. It's just delaying the inevitable oh, exit. Oh, gotcha. You know what yeah, I mean, yeah. but I, I just I don't think he survives Ten Hag this season. I, do, Mate, I, I, I really I don't, don't think he survives this year. I think or, he's gone soon. I think there's one more. They've got Liverpool, haven't they? Next, like yeah. at Anfield, like that could be a. I think we're we're up for a period of refresh, you know, because I I do think Klopp is is losing his glamour a little bit, or is he needs to refresh his team. But I think Pep's gone a bit crazy, a bit stir crazy, like the way he's you acting. You know what? Like, I, I've heard a few people sort of saying, you know, it's the City team coming to and all that. You've not got City remember, team. Pep. Pep. City team are amazing. Like, they've been, they've been without, like today, though I watched them against Luton and they, they were, Luton were outstanding and they won, but they were without their best two players, like no Haaland, no De Bruyne. They've been without Rodri a few times this season. It just shows you that even the top sides, when them when you take out their core players, yeah, yeah, like their teams are just not as strong. They're really not. And even City and the great depth that they've got, if you take Rodri, Haaland and De Bruyne out of that side, yeah, yeah, you know, they're not the same. Just looking up Copenhagen versus uh, Galatasaray. Massive game that. Uh, I I was in Copenhagen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday last this week. Mm. Just gone. It's one of my favourite cities. Like, I love it. They are not a footballing place. But, like, <laughs> yeah, the guys I work <laughs> I love with. It. It's brilliant. Like, there, there are some people there who are big into it. But the guys I work with, they're into handball more than uh, football. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I talked to him about the Rugby World Cup. Didn't even know it was on. When when I was speaking to him, like, <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> I you just forget that everyone just isn't it. you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love them. Um, you see stuff all the time, don't you? It's like, oh, there's a new guy in the office, and I said to him, oh, you know what? What team do you support? And he was like, oh, actually, I, you know, I don't support teams. Like, okay, what sport are you into? And it's like, oh, I'm not really into sport. And it's like, well, that's us not being friends. Yeah, what are we going to talk like about? Surprised <laughs> <laughs> me with that when we met that guy from. Uh, for the listeners, me, me, when we worked together, oh, Jeff, yeah. <laughs> we were out to lunch with uh, a sort of guy we were buying from, um, from a company called Talk Talk, and like we go out for lunch. It's a very sociable industry we're in, and so we're out to lunch at a great Japanese place called Eat Tokyo. This one was on um, Red Lion Street, but there's some, they're all over London, and he had no chat, did he? Like 
And you know what? I feel like me and you, we can talk crap as Anything. we've done for a decade on this podcast to most people about near enough any topic. Anything. You can sort of, you know, go with it. <laughs> we were broken by the end of it. And I, I, I specifically remember I asked him, where do you want to go on holiday? Where's your favorite place to go? And he went, oh, I don't know. Can I get back to you? Can I get back to you? Just say anything. I that that um that often I sat there and ate really a, a family for four's meal just because if I keep eating I'm not I won't be talking. I'm not talking. Yeah, so I just sat there and put away about two kilograms of rice. <laughs> Good times. times. Good times. They really were. Oh man. Right. Oh. Forest, three three points, Forest. Yeah, and then yeah. Everton, three points as well. I'm so happy they're out the relegation zone. Big wins. Tough game, Everton. They're flying, Tough Everton, game. at they're the minute. Flying, but it's still Everton. And... What What are your thoughts on Calvert-Lewin as a striker? I think he's good for Everton. Hmm. I see, I, I think he's really decent when he's fit, and he never has a run of games, ever. Like it just always seems to be getting. Re- Reece James got injured again today. Did you hear yes. about that? Yeah. And have you seen oh. his sister's his sister's tackle or what she did? Stumped, uh, kicked someone. Uh, so jumped up, led with an elbow, and then picked up the ball. And as she was walking, walked onto an Arsenal player's foot by accident. She's just got a real nasty streak about her. That one. I just can't believe Reece James. You know, just never, ever, ever keep himself never fit. No. And that that's no... part of it. That's yeah. part of it, isn't it? That's just part of it. Like you have a look, Ben Davis rarely injured, you know, and then you have a look at Bale. Bale always injured. And Redknapp said, didn't he? Sometimes you just have to play through it and he just didn't want to. There's no denying Rich James's ability, but, you know, like they've got to be looking at him. Sorry, I know this is England chat, but they've got to be looking next year. It's like Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think, has been outstanding again this season. Like he, It feels like he's almost back to his best. Walker is still, you know, Mr. Consistent top-level player. Um, and you've got Trippier as well, who you know you you know what you get from him. And I just look at that and I think like Reece James, surely that surely they won't have a wild card to yeah. take him with his injury problems. Surely, like logically, you've just got to look at that and say that you can't keep yourself fit. We're not going to go with you, but who knows? We haven't talked about the England Euros draw. Great draw: Serbia, Denmark, Slovenia. Having that all day. That's going to be that'll be an ugly group stage for us. We'll get through, but that'll be that'll be like a one nil, nil nil, two one. Do you know what I mean? And like the yeah. group stage, group stage games are always tough to get through. Like you never, you very rarely, well, unless unless I just can't remember it. Very rarely do you get teams just like blow another side away in the group stage. Like it's always tight, cagey games. So yeah, I don't, not... I don't imagine that will be easy at all. No, no, no. Um, what have we got to do now? So our group is horrific, and we got France. So we've got to play. Oh, I can't remember. We've got we we've got Poland in the final. Probably we've got to play two games, and it's in our favour. We play we're home both games, but I can't remember our group. But it's I think Holland's in there on the Netherlands is is not it's not comfortable by any stretch of the imagination. But you know. You again, as as most of the time, underdogs going into that, and it's like for the opposition, like Wales will be an awkward game. So yeah, you know, you never know, do you? You never know. We've officially, I so that's it, Finland, and then either Poland or Estonia. So big games in March, like massive, massive, massive games. But I think we can, we can win them. Yeah, but then the group is, yeah, the group's the group. But small nation, it's all good. So confident. So we're almost at the halfway stage, mate. Mm. Happy? 
Oh, delighted. Absolutely delighted. I, mean, I think I said at the start of the season, I just wanted us to see us having a go again at sides and trying to win games. And if we lost games by, you know, if a game was 1-1 and we make an attacking sub and then go on to lose 2-1, I'd much rather that than see us just, you know, settle for a draw. So um, I'm I'm really happy. Like, the style of football's fantastic, but ultimately, like, we're winning games again. And it's like, it's fun watching us. And the feeling in the crowd is nice as well, because but yeah. it's been awful to go to for a while. But just the feeling when you do go, it's just nice. And yeah. it's not about having high hopes of winning every game. It's just about enjoying the football and being proud to be part of Spurs. Even Jamie Carragher's tweeting like, how much the Spurs season tickets. Everyone's enjoying watching us play. It just, it just the players seem to be having fun as well, and everyone seems to be a revelation. So it's all good, really. Completely. Like I, I just hope that. Um... And gets the time, not necessarily from the club, because I think the club will definitely give them time, but from the supporters. Like we will have West Ham games and results again in the next couple of months. Like mm. we may even have another run of five games again. Like it's perfectly normal in the first season of a completely different way of playing. Yeah, so yeah. I just think it's it's even more exciting now because we feel like actually what we were aiming for, probably at the end of next season, we could achieve this year. But it's yeah, like yeah. if we don't, like that's still all right and we're still we're on the right track again which yeah. I think is the is the most important thing and you never know like get players back second half of the season favourable FA Cup draw dare to dream maybe that we could have right. a you know day out of Wembley I think we'd be I think we're quite good looking quite good to have a bit of a cup run second half there of the is, season there is no one I fear for the cup run we could definitely win it but I mean, we've said this for the last decade, and we, we normally will, you know, we'll, we'll probably lose at home to Burnley. You know, yeah, I mean, there, there might weeks. have been a time where I thought maybe we couldn't lose a game under Mourinho, and I was going to win the quadruple. <laughs> <laughs> I explicitly remember you saying teams cannot score; they cannot <laughs> score against us. And then I think we went on a run where we were letting in about three a game. I'm a very positive person. Exciting. To, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying watching us again. And as that's Mr. the L. biggest thing. As Mr. He's L loving it. it. Yeah, he's, lo- yeah. oh, he's, he, he's loving it, but with a certain demographic of supporters, the playing out from the back will never be something that's favoured. <laughs> it just never will be. It's just the get it up the pitch, you know. Um, yeah. But he's enjoying it again. I think that, as, as he said, like we've, we've had really forever watching Spurs we've always had good attacking players and yeah. his his philosophy has just always been like well if you've got good attributes in a team play to those strengths and we've always had good attackers and sadly you know we had Bale, Kane and Son to Mourinho and it's like it's just a shame because imagine that now oh, you know God. um so I think I think he's he's happy and enjoying it because similar to me he's just seeing us playing on the front foot again good 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 all right. Well, mate, it's always a pleasure. Always. Always a pleasure. And uh, don't forget, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football. And I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realised until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well... They're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur.
the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do. Oh!